Hello. Hello. Do you sleep? A little bit. Guess who I just got off the phone with? President Trump. Anthony Fauci. Um. Bootsy. <laughs> um, I, uh, producer for uh, Fresh Air. Uh huh. For a pre-interview. Mm-hmm. No, you're not impressed. <laughs> Usually, when I drop famous people's names or even affiliations. You get really psyched about it. <laughs> who who do you think is the celebrity, Terry Gross or the producer? Terry Gross. That's like a lifelong, uh, you know, dream of mine to to be on Fresh Air. So I'm pretty sure it's not going to actually happen. Um, but I. What do you want to practice? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do. I'm going to get real close to the mic. Doctor Hamblin. Was it something in your childhood that made you this way? No, I, um, I'm sure it would be much more professional than that. Wait, so I thought Terry only talked to celebrities. Why is she reaching out to you? Um, no, sometimes they'll have other people who've just, you know, accomplished uh, enormous feats of intellect (laughs) or... I mean... I have been thinking recently about celebrities, how they're not on TV because TV doesn't exist. I don't know. Are they, where are they? Are they on Instagram? Are they on TikTok? Where, where'd they go? America's biggest celebrity now is the Tiger King, and he's in jail. <laughs> All right. So we've been focusing a lot on science. And I think maybe, maybe, maybe today it's worth considering where the celebrities go. Spencer Kornhaber and Hannah Georges are sophisticated analysts of culture in ways that you and I, no offense, are not. Hello? Hi. Hi. So we, we come to you seeking counsel for a couple of reasons. One is, here, here's my theory. This whole thing actually became real for a lot of people when Tom Hanks got it. Yay or nay? I think 100%. And then celebrities dropped off the face of the earth, as far as I can tell. <laughs> and so I want to know, I want to know both what happened to them, but I also want to know what y'all are thinking about, because you cover culture in a much more sophisticated way than Jim and I could even conceive of talking about it. And I want to know what you're thinking about right now. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I think they've gone a little unhinged. Uh, they're all at home, like we are, but you know, celebrities are a group of people who are used to having the things that they want available to them at all times. And suddenly that's not true and affecting them in in ways that seem more comical and also profound uh, than us lay people. (laughs) Like what? Like what's an example? Like I really don't know what people have been. The last celebrity I heard about really is Tom Hanks getting coronavirus. Oh man, you've missed a lot of Instagram (laughs) dispatches. You know about the pillow challenge, right? Nope. No. It's where uh, hot, famous people kind of take off their clothes and they wear a pillow as if it's a dress and they post a picture. And like a pillowcase? Hmm. Yeah, and they're like a pillow. Yeah, and it looks, it looks sort of, I don't, I don't know what the fashion term is for the kind of dress it would look like, but it's very chic. Wait, how do you wear a pillow? <laughs> they, like um, Tracy Ellis Ross, I think, like, put it, you know, covering the front of her body and then cinched it at her waist with a belt, you know? like making it a little hourglass situation i'm telling you they've gone they've they're kind of losing it is it like the ice bucket challenge like benefiting coronavirus relief 
Spencer, is it? I, I uh, think that they're just no. bored. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's not. There's no, I, my understanding is it's not a charity thing. It's just a fun thing to do. Um, but it, yeah, it's mostly a way to show off your shoulders. There have been other things like that with like, <laughs> with like, uh, like hot m- male actors doing this thing, this handstand challenge where they like do a handstand and they put on a shirt w- from during the handstand somehow. Um, and that's it. That's, that's, that's the, that's the thing. Um, there's been a lot of bathtub content. Um, Madonna was in the bath talking about how this moment could be the great equalizer, which is a horrifying thing to say, given everything we know about the statistics. Wait, and the she demographics. was in her luxury bathtub talking yes. about. <laughs> yes. Because there were, there were rose petals in it. <laughs> yes. Um, Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. January was she Jones. imagining that we'd all somehow get really nice <laughs> bathtubs out of this? I think the idea is that human beings, in theory, are all susceptible to a virus. And so, therefore, we are all scared. And that's an equalizer. You know, Sia posted um, like a, a graphic that said virus in all caps, but the VIR was crossed out. So it just said us. A lot of really trite stuff like that. <laughs> What what prior to the pandemic was your was your understanding of the function that celebrity culture played in our society? Yeah, I mean, I think celebrity culture can be a pretty benign source of connection with other people, but now it seems that they've brought people together um, in making fun of them, which is <laughs> perhaps not <laughs> what they intended, you know. But I think. Justin Timberlake was complaining, um, or, or it might have been Jessica Biel, his wife, was complaining about how hard it is to be at home with their one child um, and how all the time and how that's like not human and, you know, they shouldn't have to do that. And naturally, a lot of people laughed at that. It's, ridic- it's a ridiculous thing to say. Like people understand that having a small child is taxing, of course, but the idea that suddenly celebrities are experiencing what a lot of us have to deal with on you know a day-to-day basis and are just cannot deal um i think is is amusing in a darker way do you think we will get to a point where people stop finding it um entertaining and start being more angry about stuff like that i think we're already there in some ways you know ellen degeneres um joked in her sort of first at home special, um, she was sitting there in her like palatial mansion and joked that it feels like quarantine feels like being in jail. And, you know, the, the end of the joke was sort of because everybody here is gay and I haven't changed my shirt in 10 days or whatever. Um, and people were really upset and people responded, um, sort of taking her to task for making a comparison to incarceration, especially at this moment when you're seeing the virus really spread intensely and become unmanageable completely in jails and prisons across the country. I actually think that when we first went to lockdown is when celebrities seemed the most obscene. You know, there was that kind of like first couple of weeks of just everyone having this traumatized feeling. And then there would be these like smiling, pretty people on your Instagram uh, talking about how difficult it this situation is from their, you know, beautiful backyard or they're like, like in front of giant window walls that, that celebrities always have. Um, and there was a lot of backlash in that moment. That was the moment when we had, uh, you know, famously the actress Gal Gadot got together a bunch of friends to sing John Lennon's Imagine. And it was just like horrendous. And, and it was what almost was horrendous about it. 
Well, it sounded horrendous. Uh, like <laughs> none of these people were in tune. Um, and it was just like edited in this really janky way where everyone was coming from a different angle. And it sort of like made it immediately clear that like these people who we've elevated um, with, without producers or editors or the whole Hollywood apparatus, they don't have like a lot of, of um, skills or polish or like ability to present themselves in, in an attractive manner. Um, and so, so that was like a little revolting. And there was also the just sort of feeling like they thought they were doing something really great and, and helpful right. and uplifting for society when it was just like trash. Um, so yeah, there, there were like a lot of, of tweets and things written that just like celebrity culture is dead uh, in that moment. Um, and I sort of feel like as the weeks have gone on, we've kind of like mellowed and, and are like more tolerant of uh, the people in our feed. And I think the celebrities have gotten a little wiser about uh, what they're showing us. Well, I guess if they're going to be sort of more authentic and drop the veil here and just be like, you know, I, here I am, I'm in my t-shirt, it, uh, just like you, does that sort of still er- erode the the magic of the pretense that this there's some like real superhuman qualities to these people? I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily think so. Um, Spencer, what do you, you know, I think we've had enough Instagram and Twitter footage of them and enough sort of more direct um, interaction with celebrities in recent years that it doesn't feel, that doesn't feel the most jarring. Um, it's more them attempting to present an old version of themselves through this new filter. I think that feels weird. Spencer, but d- d- were you going to, do you agree? Yes. Yes. Sorry. What was the question? <laughs> I, I never, I don't ask clear questions. I say a, a thing with some provocative words in it. And then I mm-hmm. raise my voice at the end of the, at the end of the sentence. Celebrity pandemic America. Relate. Um, yes. Image. Go. Well, I mean, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we are all thinking like that idea of celebrities are just like us, you know, that tagline that um, us magazine always uses as like, it is true in, in this moment. Like they, they do seem to be uh, just as stir crazy and sort of like at a loss as we all are. You know, it's like celebrities are the people who have most successfully like lived out the, the directive society gives us to sell our entire lives and, and to seek affirmation and to, and to climb up the ladder and to always be working on the next thing. Um, and so they've been shut out of that and we've all been shut out of that. And they, they seem really screwed up by that. And, and there's something relatable there, but at the same time, they're, they're doing it in these amazing settings with this kind of like aura of the mattering that does great. Our, uh, it's making me think, cause we've been talking a lot about how we valorize people with wealth. Yeah. And we like a, a lot of the American mythology is like, well, you know, billionaires earned it because they're special. But celebrities, it seems like, often get a pass on wealth. Am I right or wrong about that? I think that's generally true um, because with celebrities, you sort of see the thing it is that they do so amazingly. Um, and sort of you see the, the reason that they, you know, quote unquote, earned or deserve all that money. Um, you have direct access to that, right? Like you see their movies, you hear their music, you interact with all of that in a way that you don't um, necessarily with all, all sorts of other classes of wealthy people. But I, th- I think that's changing. Um, and that's, that's sort of one of the things that I've, I've been writing about the past couple of days is how, how ridiculous it feels and how, um, 
how upsetting it is for many people to see folks like Pharrell say like, everybody, let's come together and donate to this cause. It's like, people are unemployed. You donate, you know, you have the money or, you know, um, Swiss Beats and Dr. Dre and Diddy might do um, basically like a live battle of sorts. And Swiss Beats kind of made the suggestion that perhaps they do it instead of on Instagram live for free, maybe they make it a pay-per-view fundraiser thing. Um, and, you know, Swiss Beats, Diddy and Dre combined have a net worth of over a billion dollars. Just donate the money and let us watch the thing for free. People are unemployed at home, frustrated, and it feels really condescending to have these people saying that. I feel like the celebrity telethon is a staple of crises for generations. So that's definitely true, but most of the crises are more localized and not involving uh, millions of people losing their jobs. Right. right. And, like you didn't have a, a, did we have a telethon for the recession in 2008? I don't remember right, that. Right. I did, but it, it did not go over well. <laughs> <laughs> and now it just feels like they're asking for help from the same group of people that needs it, which mm-hmm. is a little ridiculous, right? Um, in, in a way that I think is, again, to Spencer's point, different than sort of more localized things um, in the past that we've seen. Yeah. Um, is it true that America's biggest celebrity is Dr. Tony Fauci? <laughs> Fauci gang. <laughs> I I mean, I think there is something to that where there is not like a, sh- we're not like all tuning into one TV show or like one like gossipy narrative, but we are all watching the news. Um, and so the celebrities of this moment are people like Fauci, Cuomo and, and Trump, which is kind of extending this, this feeling that we've had in recent years of, politics becoming the number one um, entertainment in the nation. Uh, Yeah, I think this is accelerating that. Are there any celebrities who are really seizing the moment and doing great? Yeah, I mean, I think the kind of celebrity that is going to do well in this and that is doing well in this are people who are like legitimately charismatic and hilarious just by being themselves on social media. And so you have someone like Cardi B who uh, came to fame first uh, as a reality TV person, as a social media person, and she has just been fabulous. Like she's like ranting on Instagram all the time and those rants are being turned into samples that are in songs that people can't get out of their heads now. She, and you know, she's, but at the same time, she's also um, done political content and interviewed Bernie Sanders and has yelled at the Pentagon in in these feeds. And it's all kind of working because she, like has that verve. Um, right. And she's been, and she's been doing that, right? Like it's not, it's not some sudden new thing. Um, and people appreciate that level of continuity. I think DJs are having um, a really interesting moment right now. You'll have like D nice has a ton of people tuning in anytime he does a live Instagram show, Questlove, people who have a really clear ability to share the thing it is that they do and do well with a broad audience right now, which is a surprisingly small number of celebrities right now yeah like uh the super pretty vapid uh actor type who who really can't even string together two sentences is not going to be who's amazing uh people in this moment when movie productions have been stalled um you have someone like leslie jordan who's like uh, a, a senior citizen a character actor who's been around a long time and he's just making these uh, hilarious Instagram videos of him like complaining to the camera. And he is, uh, he's now a superstar, like, and he, and he never was before. 
And so we're going to have people like that emerging. And that's kind of, that's, that's at least cute. I think that's cool. Right. I think, you know, people for a long time have liked Ina as a person and have liked her work um, and her recipes. And now, you know, there's something especially comforting about the barefoot contessa, the domestic goddess, the person who does this thing from a space of joy and excitement, you know, who, who stays home and, and loves it and, and loves kind of hunkering down and being real about the ways that that's not always perfect. Sophie Gilbert wrote a really great piece about her recently. So so the people I should be paying attention to are Cardi B, Ina Garten, and Leslie who? Leslie Jordan. <laughs> Leslie Jordan. Literally, that is the list, I, I would say. <laughs> I'm curious, like, I, I am a little suspicious of this, but certainly there's a notion that this pandemic is going to change everything. Like, we're going to come out of this a fundamentally different society than we were before. Do you think it will change, like, the audiences will think differently about celebrity after this? I mean, I think it's definitely possible that, yeah, we're going to have a whole consciousness change. And, and um, after this, we're going to be really service-minded and um, more egalitarian. Uh, that's, that's a nice idea. I would love to hear evidence for, for that. Um, I mean, uh, my understanding is that certain crises in history have caused shifts of that sort, and others have exacerbated inequality. Um, and I don't know how this is shaking out yet. I think we could see a bit of both, right? I think that we could see people having a visceral distaste for some of this stuff and also being so deprived of joy and entertainment um, and wanting that so badly that it ultimately doesn't matter, that people are still going to rush to movie theaters or concerts as soon as they can, not necessarily because they still endorse the mechanisms of celebrity, but because they want to have fun and let loose and haven't been able to for so long. Right. Last thing, and then I'll let y'all go. Is there? Do you have any tips for Jim uh, if he if he does get invited to be on Terry Gross? Like, how could he be <laughs> a good celebrity? Rap battle? Maybe stay away from that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bring your guitar. Yeah, bring your guitar. <laughs> uh, I was trying to come. I was trying to get him to preview like good lines he could say that felt like profound, but still, you know, sort of vague enough that people could meme them or whatever. <laughs> um, do you have, have any you thoughts tried? about like a great line he could say if he does get to go on Terry Gross? What about like nature is healing? We are the virus. <laughs> <laughs> is that a cultural reference? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a, um, a reference to like a you know uh, all the pictures that are going around of places that have kind of been restored to their natural equilibrium without people you know like less smog and oh right venice, you right? haven't seen and, this but then it, no. but then it became a <laughs> It escalated and became a meme in all sorts of in all sorts of funny ways. Um, <laughs> I usually am so up on the memes. <laughs> We've been really out of touch with embarrassing the, memes. the celebs and the memes. Yeah. Okay. I'll say that nature is healing. We are the virus. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything better than that. So I'm going to co-sign Spencer per usual here. Okay. Like, Can you please stop well, saying that? <laughs> we're crossing our fingers for you, Jim. Oh, we'll see. I just want the most qualified person to get it. If it's Fauci, it's Fauci. There's <laughs> always next time. Things are going to get worse. I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and this is an impression? <laughs> I feel just... really uncomfortable, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't do that either. Thank you. This was really 
this was helpful. Now I know what's going, I feel caught up to date on culture. And also I have some wise thoughts about the meaning of celebrity in this time. Yeah. Happy to help. So fun to talk with (laughs) you. Thanks. You guys are our celebrities. Yes. Oh, wow. Spencer, you're the, you're the Jim Hamblin to my Terry Gross. If you know what I mean. Don't love that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Thanks y'all. All right. Bye. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Why don't you do the credits today to practice your celeb voice? The show was produced. (coughs) Just do the credits. (coughs) The show was produced today by Alvin Melleth with help from Anna Waters and Jacqueline Landry. Please write us at socialdistance at theatlantic.com or call us at 202-642-6487. If you like the show, tell your friends and please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, It will help other people find the show. How was that? That was good. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.